now that you have a great business idea and a clear picture of who you want your customer to be, how do you know they're actually going to open up their wallets and exchange their hard-earned money for your product or service? That's exactly what we're going to be working on today in week three of the Side Business Lab. If you've been following along, week one, we talked about how to generate great, profitable business ideas and how to select the one that's perfect for you. Week two, we talked about how to be precise about identifying who your ideal customer is, and we walked you through a process of how to figure that profile out. Now, week three, we are testing out your business. This is called the business validation process, and it helps you make sure that you're not wasting your time creating something that at the end of the day, nobody wants. If you've been following along, you know that each of our side business lab bootcamp weeks has come with a worksheet that you can use to follow along everything that we learned today. That's going to be available for you in the description box if you're watching on YouTube or in the show notes if you're listening to the audio version of this episode. Also, don't forget that we have our free Slack group that you can dive into and ask me questions as we're going through everything that I've shared today. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 167 of the She's Off Script podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Before we dive into week three of our Side Business Lab Bootcamp, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories we share can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with week three of our Side Business Lab Bootcamp. So the first step in the business validation process is going to be for you to create an MVP. That is a minimum viable product. A lot of people get stuck in this vicious cycle of tweaking their product or tweaking their service because they want it to be perfect before they release it. And I know that part of the reason people are doing this is because they're afraid of getting judged on an imperfect product. However, you are setting yourself up for failure by doing that. And part of the business growth process is actually laying yourself bare and allowing people to critique you. That's the only way you can truly grow and you can truly make sure that the people that you want to purchase from you are seeing your product and giving you the right kind of feedback that will allow you to grow. And by feedback, I don't mean people hyping you on social media. I mean people putting their money where their mouth is and purchasing from you. The only way you can get that to happen for you is to iterate quickly, meaning put something out there, see what people say, and then take it back and tweak it and release a version 2.0 and a version 3.0. Now, the first step in that is to have something to offer, which is to create a minimum viable product. So in order to create that minimum viable product, you have to first get clear on what the promise is. What is the outcome that people can expect when they purchase your product or service? So is this a pill they can take and their headache will be gone in five minutes flat? Is that the outcome that they can expect? Or is this a class that they can take and it's going to help them make a grilled cheese sandwich better than Chef Gordon Ramsay? What is the outcome? 
if you take my product or service and use it, this is what you're going to get. You need to get good at saying that. No matter what audience you're in front of, no matter where you are, get clear about saying, this is what I have, this is what it does, and this is what it does for X group of people. Because once you're able to clearly articulate that, it makes it easy for people to identify with you or your product or your service and know that you are what they need for whatever problem they're facing. So now that you're clear on the outcomes that people are going to get from you, you need to sit down and map out what are all the steps, one through 20, one through 10, it takes for you to be able to give someone that outcome. It could be that you are creating clothing and what does it take to create that piece of clothing? Do you need to first map out a sketch of what the outfit looks like, then find the right materials, then sew it, then find a way to advertise it, then deliver it to someone who can wear it? What are the steps you will need to take one, two, three, four, five in order to get the product out of your head and into the hands of your ideal customer? I ask people to map this out on paper because oftentimes there is a lot of fluff that we put in there. We think we need a humongous Amazon style website. We think we need to look all dolled up and beautiful in order for things to happen. We think we need this amazing website, yet truly you just need a way for people to hear about your product, see your product, and receive your product. So how can you distill all of those steps into the least amount of steps it's going to take for your customer to get that outcome? No fluff, right? I think oftentimes it's the fluff we insert in the creation of our products that are our Achilles heel because fluff takes time. Doing things in a beautiful fashion will take you time unnecessary time. So it's important that you are able to distill the process into what is it going to take in order to deliver the outcomes that I'm promising. Now, don't get it twisted. The outcome needs to be valuable. The outcome needs to actually solve a problem for someone because this is your opportunity to one, get feedback, but also to be able to get the word of mouth chain of events going. Because as a new business owner, before you start doing any big bang marketing, you need to be sure that your first early adopters are hyped about what you have to offer because they will spread the word for you. And that's really what's going to help you get going. So don't shortchange people when it comes to delivering the outcomes, but it's the way you're delivering the outcome that you need to scale back in order to get your product to market, in order to start delivering the service in a way that allows you to get feedback from them. So in order to scale back on the time it takes to release that product or service, I would encourage you to take a look at an episode that we did with Tara Reed. Tara Reed runs Apps Without Code, and she helps people create apps without knowing how to code. And it's essentially stringing together free or low-cost tools that do different functions that help you get your product or service out there. So I would encourage you to look into that mindset and that framework of thinking because it helps you get out there much faster. And once you're generating a steady stream of revenue, you can then take that money and then invest in software engineers who can build out this massive platform for you. At 
the point where you're ready to build out a massive platform, your company is essentially already established on a solid footing. You know how to make money using your business idea, right? Do you see the difference between tinkering and thinking you have to build this huge app up front before you even know that people want it versus starting small, learning that people do in fact want the solution you have to offer, and then taking that and running with it. Okay, so now that you know how you're going to deliver value to your customers without breaking the bank, right? Now it's time to sell it. It's time to actually see if people will put their money where their mouths have been because oftentimes at the start of your journey, people want to be supportive and they say, oh, that sounds great. Oh, I think that's gonna work well. However, there are two things at play here. The people in your inner circle aren't likely going to be your end customer. While they want to be supportive, they aren't necessarily the ones that are going to be purchasing from you. So keep that in mind as far as feedback goes. Number two, when you're first getting started, there's a little bit of a temptation to do the things that large businesses are already doing that appear to be successful for them. I would caution you to stay away from big bang marketing tactics because at this point, you are still a baby business. You're still trying to figure out whether or not what you're doing will in fact work. So at this stage, when it's time to sell your product or service, I'd encourage you to reach out to your network, not necessarily for them to purchase from you, but just to get number one, the practice of saying what it is that you are working on and two, asking them if they know of anyone that would be interested. Now, this isn't a flat out anyone, right? Because you've done the research and you know who you think your ideal customer will be. So you can say, I'm creating product or service X that does one, two, and three for, you know, who your end customer is for moms, for working women, whoever your end product is. So when you've articulated what you are doing, what you're building, what it does and for whom, you know that the people you tell about it can then be a little bit more discerning about who they send your way. And that is gonna help you land your initial customers. So get good and get comfortable with talking about what you're doing, what you're building, sharing it with your initial network, asking them, do you know someone who's going to be interested? And that's gonna bring people your way word of mouth. And then as I said, it's a cycle because if you deliver something great, then it's going to bring more people your way. That's the best way to start. And I would encourage you to at least land that first one. That first one helps you get your confidence up. It helps you build that momentum because you see what works and you're like, okay, it actually works. Get your first 10 customers. Once you have your first 10 customers under your belt, there's a lot you can learn from them because once you have sold to them, get their feedback. Ask them if it's possible for you to sit down with them for five, 10 minutes and ask them questions about what do they like about it? What do they not like about it? What can they improve on? You would be surprised how many people would actually say, yes, I'm more than happy to sit down with you. As long as you're not wasting their time, people are excited about being there at the start of your journey. They're excited about being a support for you, especially because they know you're being transparent about where you are in your phase of business growth. You're not pretending you're not fronting like you're someone that you're not, like you're a large business when you really are not. But they want to support and see you grow because they have 
been able to reap the benefits of your knowledge, right? So be mindful about how you are learning from your initial customers. And once you've gotten that initial feedback, track that information, see what works, see what is not working, see what can be improved on, compare that feedback to the reviews that you initially saw when we did some of our market research in lesson number two, because that's where you're going to know what you need to build on. And this is where you can then start investing bigger and bigger dollars in making things bigger or amplifying a little bit more with ads and things of that nature, because it's like pouring gasoline on a fire that's already starting to glow, on a fire that's already burning, right? And it's not the shot in the dark where you've been in a cave building something for a year, have no clue whether or not anyone would actually purchase from you, and now you're out of all that money, right? There's a better way to spend and invest your resources as a new business owner. So I hope this process of learning to validate your business and building your MVP and getting your initial sales has been helpful to you. If you do find that you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me within our Slack group and I'm more than happy to answer them. Don't forget that we do have everything I covered today in a worksheet in the description box or in the show notes so that it helps you keep track of what you need to be doing from this lesson. If you do have questions as you're going along, don't forget that we do have our Slack group that you can jump into and ask me questions there. But there you have it. This is week three of our four-week series. Don't forget to come back next week for our fourth and final lesson. I hope you've been finding these helpful. Let me know. Tag us on Instagram. We're at She's Off Script. I'd love to hear what your progress has been so far. Also, don't forget that we have over 160 audio episodes you can binge listen to on She'sOffScript.com or anywhere else you listen to audio episodes. All right, we'll see you right back here next week. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Off Script.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode. Bye.